Welcome back to the Flat Rate Tech Podcast. I got an email the other day from one of you guys saying that you thought I worked with you. All the shit that I talk about on the podcast and all the memes that I make on the Facebook page, you thought they were so relatable to your shop. It's the same at every shop. Yes, some shops are better than others. The grass isn't greener on the other side. Sometimes it is. But you still have the same problems at every shop just about, you know? The memes in the podcast is just here so we can laugh about it. Okay? We got a tough job fixing cars. Under pressure every day. Trying to get them done on time. Doing waiters. Making budget. Making hours. And going home at a reasonable time. It's a tough industry. And the memes in the podcast, they're not meant to shit on shops or advisors or managers specifically. They're meant to spark up conversations about how to fix what's wrong with the industry and make it better for the future technicians and us. That's all we're doing here. Just trying to have fun. I wanted to talk about the difference between working at an import dealership versus a domestic dealership. Now this could be this could be a Ford dealership going to Honda or Ford to Toyota or Toyota to Ford or Chevy or you know what I'm talking about. One or the other. So I got experience in both. Started at an import dealer, now I'm at a domestic dealer. So I worked at the import dealer longest, like 17 years. And then now I'm at the domestic dealer. So I want to talk about the differences. In case you ever thought about leaving that Chevy dealer or that you know, Kia dealership and going and trying a domestic or trying to import. I want to talk about the basic differences that I've learned. Maybe you're tired where you're at now. You want to change. Maybe you're bored doing the same shit over and over again. Maybe you're tired of servicing cars and changing oil and doing services and rotating tires and shit like that. Or maybe you're tired of rebuilding transmissions. Rebuilding engines. And you want to just replace them. So you want to try a different brand. Maybe you're thinking of making a big change. I don't know. Maybe I just felt like talking about it. So say you're at a Kia dealership. Just using random ones. I'm not going to call out any specifics. And then you want to go work at a, I don't know, a Ford dealership. Okay? It's probably a good idea. Uh, okay. Well, I'll tell you what the differences are. Not specific Kia, but... It could be Kia, Honda, whatever. You get what I'm fucking saying here, right? So I started off at an import dealership. Was there 17 years. Got tired of working every fucking weekend, basically. So that'll give you an idea on why I changed. I was a master tech, all the shit. Did everything. Went from the bottom to the top. Now I'm here. Okay? So I'm not going to go through all that. But but starting as an import tech and then going to a domestic American made, the differences between the two are drastic. First off, at a Honda dealership or Toyota or Kia, whatever, the work is different. Not only the work you actually do is different, but the warranty processes, what is warranty, what you can just order and replace, or what you need to tear down and find out exactly what happened. Say a car comes in with a, and the power mirror is not working. Okay, you diag it and you find out the mirror glass motor is bad. You work at an import dealership, you go to parts and you order it. Comes in the next day, you replace it, right? You say on your three C's, you say you diagnosed the issue, found out the mirror motor's bad, replace the assembly. Now you're at a Ford or Chevy dealership, same shit, power mirrors and op. 
vehicles under warranty still. So you would think, hey, I diagnosed it. I'm going to order the mirror and replace it. Nope. Totally different. You need to find the pinpoint test, follow it, then find out you have to replace the mirror motor. Follow it step by step. If you come to the conclusion that it needs the whole mirror assembly, you have to take pictures of the mirror, the car, the VIN, the tag, the odometer, the fucking RO, your fucking social security number. You got to take pictures of everything. Then send it out to Ford to get approval to order it. I fucked myself doing this when I got hired at the American dealership or the domestic dealership, whatever you want to call it. I had a problem with a mirror. Found out the mirror, the mirror motor was bad and you can't just replace the mirror motor. You had to replace the whole fucking thing. So I ordered it and put it on there. And I got bitched at because I didn't go through the processes. But guess what? Nobody fucking told me about it. They thought, oh, he's a master tech. He knows what he's doing. No, I have no fucking idea of your processes. Nobody ever fucking told me how to do any of it. So that's one thing you need to understand, the differences. Because when you do swap dealerships, they don't fucking train you. They don't tell you any of this shit. I don't know why. They just don't. What else? Uh, You know, it's like, you know as well as I do. When you go to an interview, the boss tells you everything you want to hear. They don't really give a shit about your abilities. They may ask you what you can do, but they don't listen. As long as you have a toolbox and tools, you're hired, dude. They're fucking themselves by doing this. Not only that, but when they hire somebody, they just throw them in the shop and expect them to know what to do. They don't go over anything, any of the processes, or how warranty system works. The foreman doesn't even tell you most of the time either. Maybe yours did, but from my 22 years experience in five different dealerships, they fucking don't. The foreman's usually too fucking busy to even stop to talk to you or just doesn't even give a shit. Most of the import foremen don't give a shit. Email me and tell me I'm wrong. You won't. You know it. Look, I'm not shitting on import or domestic dealerships or foreman or techs. I'd never shit on techs or foremen. I've been in both positions. I know what you have to deal with as a foreman and a tech, so don't take any of this shit the wrong way, alright? I'm going off again. Tools. Going from import to domestic or vice versa. You gotta buy a bunch of different tools. Sometimes you gotta buy your own jacks. And jack stands. Some people bring their own engine pullers. Some shops don't supply that shit. Don't go there. My opinion. What do you supply? A fucking lift? That's it? It's all you're going to fucking supply us? And customers? Come on, man. The fuck? The cars, you know, the work. You import dealership. Car comes in, transmission judder, slipping. You do your fucking tests on the, you know, input shaft, output shaft speeds. You find out it needs a transmission. You order the transmission. Car's under warranty. You replace the transmission. Domestic. You find out what's wrong. Tear it down. You do some kind of cost cap shit, whatever the fuck that means. Then you wait two, three days for the fucking okay in the parts. Then you rebuild it. It almost pays the same as just replacing it. If you think about it, because all the extra work you gotta do, tearing the transmission down, finding out what's wrong with it, then waiting for the okay. By that time, you could just replace fucking transmission at an import dealer. Between the 
hours you make and the time it takes, it pretty much evens out, right? So you make 12 hours rebuilding one, but you make six just replacing one. I'd rather just make six. That way, if the transmission you just replaced is fucked up still, or the new transmission's fucked up, you just replace it again. You didn't rebuild it. They don't want you rebuilding them. I can't count how many times I did my first manual transmission, and it was on a, the Civic SIs. We had to tear them down. I think it was a third gear recall. My first one I did, I fucked it up. Put something in wrong. Put it all back together and it wouldn't shift. Did that three times. It's the same transmission. Finally got it right. Figured out what I did. I can't remember what I did. It was fucking years ago, dude. But that cost me. I couldn't keep flagging it. Can't do M time or straight time because it's your fuck up, dude. Let's see. What else is different? There's so much different. I'm not going to go every little fucking thing. Just telling you the main things. Uh, lifting the vehicles. You got a fucking regular two-post lift, and you got to lift a fucking 250 on it with shit in the bed. That's a little sketchy compared to lifting a Honda Civic. Uh, if you do fleet, who knows what the fuck you're going to get. But when you do fleet, them motherfuckers pretty much buy everything. So when you're doing your MPI, you don't feel like you're wasting your time because you know they have to fix it. Fleet is where the money's at. That's all I'm going to say there. There's a lot of differences. But those are like pretty much the main ones, you know. Domestic pays more per hour for the technician. In my experience. Is it harder work? Yeah, it's harder work. But you specialize in one thing. You got guys that just do transmissions. You got guys that just do engines, brakes, steering, suspension, AC... And you got the guys that do just knock out a bunch of recalls and do shit like that. Import dealership, you do everything. You come to a domestic dealership, you can't do everything. I mean, you can do everything, but specializing in one thing is where it's at. That's where the money's at, because the same shit breaks, you know, on every truck. And it's easier to diagnose if that's all you do. If you're doing engines and you got a knocking noise, all these trucks have the same engine. It's the same fucking problem. You just learn how to do it, and you do it fast, and you start making fucking money. Import shops, it's a fucking struggle and a fight every fucking day making money. You see one guy doing all the 30Ks, 60Ks, while you're over there doing warranty work. He's making fucking 12 hours a day, you're making 8 tenths. That shit's fucking aggravating. Now, if you go to a domestic dealership, the transmission guy's turning 120 hours a week. You're doing steering and suspension. You're turning 140 hours a week. That guy over there does engines. He's turning 90 a week. You don't give a fuck what they're doing because you do this. You do engines. You do AC. You do transmissions. Steering, suspension. That's it. All that shit comes to you. So you're not going to be like, oh, that guy over there is making more money than me. Or that guy over there is making more hours than me. Do his job then. Import dealer, everybody gets everything. So while you're doing squeaks and rattles and that guy's doing services and timing belts, you're getting fucked. So that guy's turning 80 hours a week, you're turning 20. And I've seen that. What makes it hard about being at an import dealership is you have to have a good dispatcher. That's the most important thing at an import dealership. Not having advisors dispatch because they want their work out first. They're going to give it to the faster guy. So the faster guy gets the fucking 
bullshit oil change because the customer's waiting and he know, the advisor knows that he can get it done fast. Meanwhile, everybody else is doing the big jobs. So that guy's getting fucked. Advisors should not dispatch. Now I'm going off on a, another one. But, uh, I don't know. If you have any questions, just email them to flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. I've been watching a lot of F1 racing. Watching that Drive to Survive on Netflix, fucking great. That show's great. That's what got me hooked. But I was wondering, you know how the drivers renew contracts with their team and or look at other teams while they're racing that season? So you're racing for McLaren, but Red Bull's trying to get you to come work, you know, race for them. And you're talking to them, and McLaren knows it. So they write up contracts and try to get, you know, other teams try to hire them. Or that driver tries to go to another team. So they all have contracts, right? F1 drivers are in high demand. Just like football players, basketball players, whatever. So I thought, so are technicians. We're necessary, right? We're essential, right? Why don't we have fucking contracts? Go in the office renegotiate your job write up a fucking contract that you feel is fair one to two year deal the hours you want to work the days off you want the fucking work that you prefer weekends off fucking fill that bitch out drop it on your boss's fucking desk contracts man one to two year deal if you're at a shitty shop and you're thinking it might change if you're at a good shop do a three to five year deal I bet this will get the industry changing real quick, dude. All those shitty shops will have to negotiate to keep their fucking technicians. Contracts, dude. That will change shit really quick. There are competitors up and down the street. Write up your contract, dude. I'm telling you, this shit would help. I know it sounds like I'm joking. Maybe I am. Maybe not. But this would help the managers with employee retention, wouldn't it? You got 20 techs all signed on to the team for some for three to five years, some for one to two years or whatever they came up with. You know, you got them. You know, the technician knows that they got their contract. They got what they want. Let's fucking get to work. Let's knock this shit out. Guarantee. Of course, there'd be a bullshit clause in the contract that says you, the technician, can quit whenever you want, you know got to get a lawyer to help you with that shit. I just come up with this shit. I give you the idea. You do. You go do the work, dude. You can write whatever you want on it, dude. No waiters. I don't know. I just come up with the ideas. You guys make it happen. Contracts. That's what we need. Fucking contracts. That's what's going to fix the industry. And it'll help. Like I said, it'll help with the employee retention. Contracts, dude. Yeah. I'm going to fucking write one up, post that shit on the Facebook page. Just send them out to all the dealerships. Here you go, dude. You want me to work for you? I got over 20 years experience. Let's go. This is what I want. Two-year deal. Let's go. It's going to come to that. It has to come to that. We're basically contractors as it is. Why don't we just have a contract just so we stay there? And if we want to leave, we leave. They'll still be able to fire you. You can't be a fucking piece of shit, you know? Can't sign a fucking guarantee and not even show up to work or be a scumbag hack. 
You could put in your contract, you'll assist another technician in training. You'll train another technician for this amount of money. Right? I'm telling you, that shit'll work. This podcast is all over the place. I missed last week because I recorded an episode and didn't really get to finish it. Didn't have the time. And it was Easter, so. Said fuck it. Didn't even post one up. Nobody cares. There's only fucking ten of you guys that listen now. You know, I'm going to tell you guys something that's pretty fucking obvious that you probably already know. The technician in your shop that leaves his toolbox open and his tool cart open and tools out all over the place is usually the one that's never there. Shows up late. Can never find the guy. Tell me that's not true. That's a fucking fact. The guy that leaves all his shit open all the time does it for a reason. So you think he's there. And he's the one taking two-hour lunches. It's a fact, dude. All right, I'm going to leave you on that one. Think about it. Contracts. Questions, comments, topics, send them to flatratetech at flatratetechpodcast at gmail.com. Check out the website, flatratetechpodcast.weebly.com. There's a merch site on there. Check it out if you want to. If not, don't blame you. Facebook page, Flat Rate Tech Podcast. Join the group, Flat Rate Techs. I'm on Instagram, Flat Rate Tech underscore podcast. Rate and review the podcast if you hate it, if you like it. Whatever. All right, I'll catch you all next time. Thanks for listening.